Sam and Ross liking things here on the internet today. We are talking about things we like, and we are at episode 21. Hi, Ross. Hello, Sam. Welcome to Sam and Ross Things. <laughs> Sam and Ross Things, episode 21. What's up, guy? For those of you just joining us, the name of the show is Sam and Ross Like Things, the show where we talk about things we like. I'm Sam. And I'm Ross. And this is episode 21 of your Salmon Ross Likes Things program. Internet podcast. Internet podcast for humans and cats. I have a piece of follow-up. A piece of follow-up. 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 P-O-F. A P-O-F from last week, or last fortnight, I guess, last episode, episode 20, where I talked about I liked not taking showers. Yes. Really, like, a piece of meta follow-up is... A lot of people realize that that was actually a podcast <laughs> about not liking a thing, which I hold to not be true. I like not taking showers. It's not that I, I it, it is also a thing that I don't like taking showers, but I do like not taking showers. There's a difference. Uh-huh. Anyway, my father, <laughs> my father sent me an article and he said, this is from The Atlantic, the, the publication The Atlantic. The publication, not the uh, puzzle making company. Or The Ocean. <laughs> and he sent it to me. This was in the, in the June 2016 issue of The Atlantic. So, like, right now, current in The Atlantic is a story that says, I stopped showering and life continued. And he says, my dad, his comments are, interesting read, kind of supports your approach. Basically, a guy who writes for The Atlantic, or at least has once written for The Atlantic, didn't take a shower for a long time, said all the exact same stuff I said. It's fine. Like, your body refines itself, and everyone, everyone's cool with it. Um, awesome. you, you do have to scrape off the dirt. You get covered in dirt. Sometimes you need to wash off the sweat if you're coated in it, but he just uses a washcloth. There we go. So we have uh, our weekly segment of things other people like yeah, on and Twitter. I, I, I messed this up. You messed it up? Yeah, I had a tumultuous fortnight. I think since last we spoke, I have lost my job and a tree fell on my house. <laughs> <laughs> the house that was recently robbed yeah the house that was recently robbed by three individuals so those aren't things i like per se but we're fine yeah we're here drinking beers liking things so in the midst of those some may say catastrophic life events um i forgot to write down what people like on twitter except for one person no, tell me about that one thing uh joe stanley on twitter likes peaky blinders season three which is a thing I've heard from many people that Peaky Blinders is good. Do you, have you have you Peaky Blinders at all? I haven't. I'm aware of what it is that it is not like a silly thing. It's a it's a drama. It's a drama. And yeah, yeah. Okay. He also likes BRT, which of course I'm a huge fan of. That's Bus Rapid Transit, which you talked a little bit about yeah, when, yeah, you, yeah. when you talked about riding the bus. Um, he also likes the number of legit candidates in city races. So we have a lot of like Hammer. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I would I would describe. Well, he wouldn't quit the race. I would describe some of the candidates in our local races as not legit enough and should quit. Okay. But there are others who are too legit. But there are others that are too legit to quit, I think. Yeah. Um, many people like things, and it was wonderful. Okay. Um, well, we'll make sure to include more of those with uh, a less tumultuous week. Yeah, pending like another Jobian thing does not happen to me, then I will write them down this time. Promise. Fingers, <laughs> fingers promise. Fingers promise. <laughs> fingers promise. What are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a High Life, of course. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Root Cellars Petal Hard Ginger Beer, alcoholic ginger beer. 
I had some earlier. It was delicious. It is very delicious. Those, that's our drink quick hits. I like that. We should have that every single time. Drink quick hit. <sighs> Let's talk about the, our main topics. All right, I Sam, go first. You go first. Um, the thing that you like this week is a thing that has exploded into the national liking scene. Mm-hmm. And that is Hamilton. I love Hamilton. It's not a, the president. Well, he was never president. <laughs> There's a whole song about it. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, Hamilton is a musical currently on the Broadways yeah. that about uh, our nation's first treasury secretary, Alexander Hamilton, lit, written and starring Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah. who is a person of Puerto Rican descent. And it is delightful. It is amazing. Uh, and I'm not the only one who's going to say that it's amazing. Did you say it was a musical already? Did you it say is that a musical? It, yeah, it's a musical. It's a musical. Its primary mode is hip hop, mm. but it is first and foremost a good musical. You may not know this, but my family really enjoys listening to musicals. I'm aware of this. So often on the way to school, we would listen to Les Mis. We would listen to various Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. We would even do things like Frozen. We do Rent. We do musicals that really aren't for kids, like Chicago, and saying you can't sing the Cell Block Tango. <laughs> Uh, to your classmates. But then Hamilton burst onto the scene, and it has got some not appropriate for kid parts, but we just don't care because it's so good. So Lin-Manuel Miranda grew up on cast albums. Like, he loved Broadway cast albums. Can you explain to me what those words mean? So uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a human. Okay, I got that part. (laughs) And a cast album is basically the record, the soundtrack of the musical. And that's different from some sort of other album. No, or no this okay, is what you call what, it. Okay, okay. The I'm cast sorry. album. I'm, I'm on the page. Now. Yeah, so you go to the store and you buy the Hamilton, the musical, the soundtrack. That's called the cast album. Okay. Or the Les Mis cast album. There might be different cast albums, like the London cast. The Okay. Like, why does Jesus Christ Superstar have different colors on the, the box? Well, that's different casts. Okay, right? I remember this from one of your previous liking things. Mm-hmm. Is Jesus Christ, Christ Superstar in the brown box. In the use of the brown box, yeah. Right, because that's the right one. Okay. First and foremost, it's a good musical. So if you like musicals, it's great. There are illusions in the beginning that you don't know are relevant, like that go through the whole show, little themes that show up at the end. Mm-hmm. So there's this song, and it keeps going through the whole musical about my shot. My first time through, like I didn't put it together until the very end that, oh, wait, right, wait, he, he dies in a duel and he literally throws his shot away. Mm. But all through the music, he's like, I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm not. And it's like, oh, wow, that was so smart. You're telling me this was written by a person who, who is good at musical writing. And yeah. loves writing. But in sort of the phenomenon of it, it is a hip-hop musical, which when you first hear about this, I, like many other people, was super cautious of like, is, oh, this, first my thoughts were, oh, this is like a mocking thing. Or it's like Book of Mormon where it's tongue-in-cheek. Right. And this is going to be like a parody of a thing. But it isn't that at all. It's serious. And I don't claim to know much about hip-hop, but I like this music. Cool. (laughs) Um, It is a cast that is almost entirely people of color taking ownership of white founding father history. 
and doing what they want with it, like, just works. Yeah. You might think from a historical standpoint, the idea of an African-American man playing Thomas Jefferson, who was this horribly complicated guy who was really smart, but also was a horrible racist and owned slaves, Mm -hmm. but it works, and they acknowledge it, kind of. Yeah, that was going to be my question, is is that complicated history dressed with so slavery is mentioned a bunch of times in the musical but it is not about slavery and in fact you've got thomas jefferson and alexander hamilton were rivals so for the sake of the musical it is you know it's not a documentary so hamilton is the hero and jefferson is kind of the villain jefferson's not really portrayed in the best light even though that's not entirely you know historically fair but for alexander hamilton's story that works there is direct saying having (laughs) having jefferson like say hand me my coat sally hemmings right whoa like so that comes up and there is a a rap battle in the cabinet room where jefferson makes this great speech and then hamilton's like we know who's really doing the planting whoa yeah i think i felt some of those similar feelings when it was exploding of is this a cultural appropriation thing um and then i listened to they had lin-manuel and on another round Mm -hmm. another round podcast and he just like went into his deep hip-hop history of like how he's been listening to hip-hop for a trillion years he's a fan yeah he knows everything there is to know about hip-hop and like told this cool story about like he has people i guess it happens all the time come up to him and be like Oh, I love your musical, but I don't really like hip hop, but I like your musical. And he's right. like, that that offends me, you know. Like, yeah, has it um has that inspired you to delve into the things that inspire? Because I know that some of the hip hop styles, the rap styles in Hamilton, are inspired by actual real rappers that exist in the world. I haven't gotten there yet, mm-hmm. but I'm open to it. All right, I might need a hip hop sensei. What are your What are the not safe for work kid parts that? Exist? <laughs> So, most of it just goes over the girls' heads. Like, parent alerts, I'm going to say one now. There's a point where Hercules Mulligan, yes, that's his real historical name, Hercules <laughs> Mulligan, says, we're going to have intercourse over four sets of corsets. Mm. Which is a great lyric. Yeah. But my kids don't know what that means. Uh, almost any part of that sentence. Mm-hmm. But when you first hear it, you're like, oh. I'm carpooling and I forgot that I'm driving someone else's kid home today. Yeah. The cat talks about how when she was listening to Les Mis as a kid, she just glossed over the whole, you know, prostitution thing. Right. Right. Like kids pick up on things and then they, and they don't pick up on things. Yeah. And there's nothing in here that is inappropriate. Has it, I feel like it has taken hold with your children. Your children are over at my house cleaning up yard debris. Yes. From when the trees crushed my house. Didn't really crush it. That's an exaggeration. Um, and they were singing Hamilton. And they were singing Hamilton. And so has it, for them, is there like repeated requests to listen to Hamilton? Is it like yes. their favorite thing? Yes. It is something the entire family can agree to at any point that we'll listen to Hamilton. Whoa. You have cool daughters. <laughs> well, they like what we like. Um, and we also watch any, because you can't see this play yeah. because it is sold out forever. You can lottery your way in. You can lottery your, but you have to be in New York City, which yeah. I am not. And 
So we just scour the internet for like YouTube clips that are up for like a day and then get put into some other place. Like find that clip. And so we do that. And then we watch the clips from the Tonys and we watch the clips from the Gra- the Grammys and yeah. anywhere on the internet we can find little clips to see, oh, what does this scene look like? What does that scene look like? I really enjoyed it back and like when he was on that Another Round podcast, mm-hmm. he talked about how they were like, what are you doing next? And he was like, it's very important to me that we create the high school version of this show because like he grew up doing theater in high school and like super important to him that kids can like do the show. I yeah. thought that was so that's like And he also said that he was intentionally casting it genderless. Yeah. Because like 10 girls try out for high school plays for every one boy. Mhm. And uh yeah, why not? Who cares? Yeah. You see, I was very skeptical and it just seems like nothing but a totally legit thing. I love this musical. It's going to be in my musical rotation forever. All right, Ross. Yeah. The thing you like this week and for all time, and I'm going to make sure I get the exact first thing right. You get it right. You love a long-ass, boring public meeting. I do. <laughs> I really do love boring public meetings, and I guess mostly the longer the better. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's be let's 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 def- make let's some, define yeah, a, let's, a public meeting. Good. Let's define a long ass one, and let's define what makes it long ass and boring. So for for Richmond, it's city council. It's uh, city council's various committees. You know, you gotta have committees if you're part of the government. So like, you've got your finances, your education, your public public safety. You know, um, it's also transportation stuff. Like we got buses that we're trying to figure out in Richmond. So there's a million meetings about buses. And so, like, the cool thing about America, I think, is that we do a lot of our business in public. Like, a lot of the stuff that runs the city happens in public. You're using finger quotes. I am using finger quotes because in public kind of means, like, these meetings take place at 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in City Hall on a Tuesday afternoon. Right. You can go to these things, but, like, they're they're often challenging to attend. but they're so fascinating, and that's where like all of the guts of everything happens in these really long and boring public meetings. Like, if you want to know how the sausage is made, as they say, this is where there's this is you where you want to be in the room where it happens. You want to be in the room where it happens, man. I enjoy knowing about how our city works, and this is the only way to know how it works. Tell me a little bit about. You said you don't go to the meetings. Yeah, you know, you have something called the boring show. So the boring show is just taking the audio from these long ass boring public meetings, stripping them out of a v- videos they post are <laughs> literally just black squares that say no video. And then, <laughs> the, and then it has the audio. They're several gigs big. They're huge. They're massive files. It's you, very high resolution yeah, black squares. <laughs> but you can't, you can't do anything with it. It's 4K. Yeah, it's intense. And um, so just strip the audio out, compress it way down, and make it into a podcast so you can listen to these things whenever you feel like it. And that's called The Boring Show because my son calls City Council The Boring Show. When I say, hey, I have to go watch City Council, he's like, nah, I don't want, you really have to watch The Boring Show? And I do because that's where the sausage is made. It's important to listen and learn these things. And they don't know you're listening. That's the best part is... Cause I've, yeah, I've listened to one, and, and they say, like, we're opening it up to public comment, and no one's here. Ha, 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 ha. And but we're here. Yeah, they laugh later. hilariously that no one is paying attention. But guess what? We are paying attention. Um, small example story. It's about bike lanes. Mm-hmm. So get excited. Uh, we have bike lanes that are new, and the city council people agreed with their constituency to put the bike lanes in under the 
the promise that the folks who lived in front or behind the bike lanes would just park their cars there. This was agreed upon. It came up. People were parking the bike lanes. People got mad. It got back to council that they got mad. And now it's like a whole kerfuffle of like, how, do, how are we allowing people to park in the bike lanes? Well, guess what, people? I listened to the meeting where you guys decided that it was okay for that. Like, yep. I know how we allowed it. You guys did it yes, in a meeting. Yes, you guys agreed to it. Like, and, it was there. And you're like, we need to take this out. Yeah, they proactively took the step to allow parking in a They bike had to lane. do more work. Yeah. And I know that because I listened to the long And I listened to that too. And you know that. And so now. I had to listen to two different meetings. You do. And so when they have the third meeting to publicly decry parking in a bike lane, I will say things aloud and point to this recording that like, yo, in this other public meeting that you thought no one was at, we were all listening. Um, that sounded a little negative, like a thing I don't like, but I, but like it's important. These things are important. No, but the meeting is important. The meeting is super important, and it's unfortunate that I, it's not unfortunate. It's just the way things are. That like the important stuff is hidden under piles and piles and piles of long ass boring stuff. Mm-hmm. That someone who is insane like me or who whomever has to scrape through and listen to all this boring stuff to find these things. Um, but it's important. You know? Yeah. I'd much rather have this than the opposite. Yeah. I enjoy that a lot of this happens in public. And even though it's hard to parse and grok and consume, it's still there if, if you want to get into it. Get into it. So do you, wa- do you go to or watch any of these meetings live? I never go to them. Um, that's not true. I go to some, very few. But I watch the ones that are televised. Uh, our city council meets on every other Monday or twice, two Mondays a month or something like that. And I super enjoy watching them on TV in my basement, drinking lots of beer and tweeting about them, mm-hmm. which sounds embarrassing when I say it aloud into a microphone, <laughs> but it's super fun. And there's like a little bit of a community in Richmond now of folks who tweet hashtag about- Hashtag RBA Council. Yeah, hashtag RBA Council. And like we tweet about council. There's now even like, there's like small inside jokes about stuff that goes yeah, on. Chris Hilbert's thinking about pizza. And- Riva has smoke detectors. Like, you know, you can just, it's fun. It's, and the thing that really excites me, Sam, is we have created something fun out of something intrins- intrinsically boring. Like, like <laughs> it is not a fun, it's not like empirically, it's not fun, but the community has deemed it important enough to institute funness into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I find that charming and wonderful. There are, RVA Council, hashtag, yeah. is fun. Yeah. Do you think that that's going to translate into positive good for the city? Having people who are paying attention, even if it means making jokes while drinking beer? Definitely. I think yeah. definitely. Like, we were talking about this, I was talking about this the other, the other day with some folks where when you think about media and, like, how many people are you reaching? Like, are you re- what is the, the Richmond, the Richmond population of Richmond is something like 220,000, right? Is, mm-hmm. that, is that correct? And the number of folks that came out to a city council meeting to dramatically impact and affect the future of Richmond schools was 70. 70 total humans came out, spoke at one city council meeting in support of the Richmond public school system. And it was a mind blowing amount of people in that context. Like, People were like, never before or since have we seen this parade, this giant of flow people. of 70 people. This is 70 people. And so I don't think it matters as much as like you want to be like, hey, we're 
I'm this important person, my reach is a million, or I'm the paper and my reach is the whole region. Like, it doesn't matter how many you reach. If you can motivate 70 people through RVA Council hashtag, through your defunct online news web magazine, like, if you can get real humans, a small, an infinitely small amount of real humans, 70 humans, you can dramatically alter and impact the course of the city's history forever, which is crazy and awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, that does excite me. I think there can be good from it. I don't think now there hasn't been any like astounding good that has fallen out of hashtag RV <laughs> council Twitter beer chat, but like, that's not to say it won't. Tell me about um, ways for people to get involved earlier in the process and not get mad about a tree at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a challenging thing. I think for probably all cities, this is how, this is what's challenging is when you get to the yes or no vote on the thing you care about. It's already too late. Like, it's way too late. All the deals have been done. All the handshakes have been shook. All of the concessions have been made. All that stuff was done in the 16 public meetings that took place over the 12 months before then. And I'm not sure, man. I'm I'm not sure how, like, normal people know about that stuff. Right. You either have to drive the process yourself. Yeah. Or be aware, at least, that the process has started. Because who knew that they were talking about parking and bike lanes along the way? Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm a huge bike advocate guy. I love bikes. And I did not know that. Right. Like, I knew it once we got to the point where a fuss was raised. And I went back and was like, how did we get to this point? And I could follow the backwards breadcrumbs. Yeah. But, like, I wasn't aware of in the moment. What is your favorite previously undiscovered nugget? you have found from digesting long ass boring public meetings. So I was listening to, I think it was like a land use and housing transportation. The boringest. <laughs> Super boring. <laughs> and they were talking. Time we're going to talk about parcel seven, four, three, four, two, one B. That is not an exaggeration. It's a hundred percent like that. They would like to put shingles on that are from the 1920 standard, but are that, that's that's committee for architectural review. Totally okay, different. sorry. And uh, <laughs> so these guys were they were talking about um, this neighborhood, kind of in the city, a little bit south of the city, and the red the thing on the paper said they wanted to the ordinance was like we need to um, enter in agreements to purchase street street lights, and what had happened was that. The city owned this property and sold it to developers. Developers developed it. And then they sold those developed properties to homeowners. But somewhere in that process of dividing up lots, the city or the developers, I'm not sure which one, they accidentally sold the, the homeowners the land on which the streetlights sit. So all of these homeowners now own the city streetlights. And the city cannot go onto the property to change the light bulbs. <laughs> they can't go on the property to fix them if they're broken. The homeowners are responsible for them. And so now the city has to... And the homeowners don't have giant ladders. <laughs> yeah, they don't have giant ladders. And they don't give a crap. And so I imagine what has happened is all the streetlights have burned out and homeowners are like, where are our streetlights? And the city's like, we can't touch your streetlights because they're your streetlights. And so now the city has to go to each and every individual homeowner and bargain with them <laughs> to buy back the streetlight. How good is that? That's amazing. And like that never, no one ever talked about that because it's embarrassing. But, but, but like 
that's the kind of stuff that just gets you know we're doing this in committee gonna put it on a consent agenda somewhere to just like pass through real quick <laughs> stuff like that exists everywhere and it's amazing yeah. and hilarious oh that's awesome any uh closing statement about the long ass boring public meeting uh i just yeah i want to encourage folks to either listen to uh, read, note, read notes from maybe or, or attend a long ass boring public meeting or watch you, it on TV or watch on TV something big like city council every city has a city council type of thing and you can watch that and that's where like the big stuff is handled and that's like a good a good like gateway drug right. into long ass boring public meetings awesome thanks Rob yeah thanks man <sighs> so now is the point in the show where if I had gotten mail from my P.O. box we would read it we should cut this segment. It's just like a depressing. Yeah. So if we don't get any mail by the next next uh, fortnight. We won't even mention it. <laughs> but my Sound PO like box Brown over there. My PO box is salmon Ross like things. PO box <laughs> two five nine one four Richmond Virginia two three two six zero dash five nine one four. I'd love to get your mail. Listen to how sad he sounds. That sounds sad. You should look at his face. If, you, if this was a, a, a vodcast. A vodcast. You could look at his face. A vaudevillian podcastery. Um, Sam, do you have any quick hits? Quick hits. I do have one quick hit. Quick hits. And this is on the borderline of a thing I don't like, but it's a thing I like that I don't like. Like you got away with. Oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you're blowing my mind, but you're not. I like not having keys in my pocket. That's an okay thing to like. That's a thing to like. Right. So I take the bus almost every day. And when I get home, my family's almost always here. So I've got one key that's attached to a string in my computer bag. That's just my front door. That lives there. And I go throughout most, most of my day, almost my entire work day, with no keys in my pocket. That's amazing. I have one quick question. Yes. This is a quick hit section, so there's not quick a lot hits. of time. Do you find yourself patting your key pocket and being like, oh, my keys, where are they? Not anymore. Did you, did, was there a window? There was a window. It was a couple days of like, where am I? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I like that quick hit. Do you have any quick hits? I don't have any quick hits. No, no quick, quick hits? hits? No. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show. We love making it. Yeah. Wait. What? What? Sam, where can we find you on the internet? You can f- find me at samdavies.me which is a website or as at Mr. Beefy on Twitter Ross where can we find you on the internet or show notes for the show you can find they're two different answers so it's not the same answer not the same answer uh, you can find me at Ross Catro R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W on Twitter and on Snapchat y'all I've, I'm like <laughs> still listen, on peach I'm not checking the peach lately but <laughs> I am on Snapchat, and let me just tell you, I've stepped my snaps up pretty hard. <laughs> You've sent me a snap today. It's good. Get on that snaps. Anyway, <laughs> so you can find me there, and you can find show notes at salmonrosslikethings.com. The top. It, it will be at the top. Thanks for listening. See you in a fortnight. Bye. Bye. Can I do a real-time status update? <laughs> real-time status update. Real, I think the beeping is pretty clear. Real-time status update at the Sam and Ross Like Things <laughs> headquarters is the power just totally went off for 30 seconds, but it's back now. <laughs>